You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. I am pleased to introduce my two guests today who are going to share about their new field guide for taking clarity breaks. And if we have time, hopefully talk about how to build a successful podcast. Uh, ask everybody to subscribe, leave a review, follow, like, whatever the method is on the particular platform that you are listening to this or watching it. And uh, beyond that, I want to get into introducing our guests today. Uh, both of them are co-hosts of the Entrepreneurial Operating System EOS-focused Tractionville podcast, uh, tractionville.com, and I'll include all the websites and links in the descriptions and, and postings. Uh, they are the co-authors of a just newly released guide to taking the EOS Entrepreneurial Operating System recommended clarity breaks. Uh, the book is called the, the Clarity Field Guide, and again, links to that in the description. Uh, and there's also clarityfieldguide.com. You can get more information about that, find out about getting them, getting them as speakers. So the first of our two guests is Chris White. He's a certified EOS implementer with Traction in Florida. He's also, also the author of a book a few years ago called Process Triage, a guide to building repeatable, sustainable, and scalable core processes. Uh, and our other guest is Benj Miller, uh, co-host of Tractionville and also an EOS implementer with the Benj Miller Collective in Atlanta, Georgia. And he's the founder and creative director of Syrup Marketing. Uh, and both very interesting guys. And so welcome to the Win-Win uh, Entrepreneurial Community Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us, Ben. And uh, so I know it is, you know, not often that I have two guests at the same time. So I'll just ask both of you to answer this question. And uh, that is, if you could just give us a quick two-minute history on where you came from and how you came to be, you know, you know, working on Clarity Field Guide and, and everything you're doing now. So people have a context for what we're talking about. Go, go ahead, for it, Chris. <laughs> I, I knew we were both going to. All right, I'll go first. I beat you to it. All right. So uh, the, the, the quick 411 on me uh, grew up uh, in a very entrepreneurial family, third generation, never thought I'd be an entrepreneur um, and uh, went off and had a, a little career with a Motorola distributor and and uh, that's when I sort of had my epiphany that I wasn't building anything like my grandparents or my parents. And so I took uh, that entrepreneurial leap, a uh, little plug there for Gino's new book. But yeah. I did take, I took that entrepreneurial leap and uh, uh, had a partner in a first software company, uh, had some great success, parlayed that into another software in another market and uh, had another uh, great success. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, and at that time, my partner and I decided to go our separate ways because we had different visions. And uh, it was during that downtime, uh, I started another company with my wife. I, it wasn't very sexy or fun. Uh, it was profitable. It just it, my heart wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and one day I got a book in the mail and it was called Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business. I never heard of it, never heard of Gino, never heard of EOS. Uh, and it was given to me by a, a CEO of a company who wanted me to join his board. And I read the book, blew me away wished I had it in my companies. And uh, I sat on a team for two years with an implementer from Detroit. Uh, we scaled that company, we sold it, and it was one of the best rides I'd ever been on. Hmm. And the implementer walked up to me and he just said, Chris, I get the feeling you think you can do what I can do. And I said, hell yeah, I can. I got the entrepreneurial scars 
and I also started out at school to be a high school teacher and a coach. So the book Traction brought my life full circle. And wow. today I'm a teacher and a coach. Nice bench. I will try to be that succinct. Uh, I did not grow up in an entrepreneurial family, but as I reflect on that, they had one of the key attributes of the entrepreneur, which is kind of that resourcefulness and grit that if you want something, then you can figure it out. Um, and so I took that in, um, I took that into my adulthood. I started after a couple, you know, tries to work at other firms, agencies, started my own agency and realized uh, quickly that I had no idea what I was doing. I was way out over my skis. Uh, we had a couple good growth years that I had no idea how to manage. And so um, looking at, at myself in the mirror, it was like, do I, you know, hang this up, go get a job like a normal person? Do I scale this back to a couple people where it's just easy? Or I, do I learn how to run a business? And I, I, I chose that third path and absolutely fell in love with the idea of business building. Uh, it was then when uh, we were merging that company with another company and somebody that I had known and respected and worked with in another uh, element, Tom Bauer, I heard he was an implementer. I'm like, all right, we're, we're doing this with Tom when we're putting these two things together. And that changed my life the same way it did Chris's in that it gave me language to not even try to be an integrator anymore, but really live in that visionary seat. And that was that that created the ability for me to go and um, start eight other companies, buy a few, sell a few. Uh, one of those wow. was uh, where I met Chris with uh, 90.io, the, the, right. the software for companies running on EOS. Um, Chris and I really enjoyed working together in that element. And so when we stepped back from that, uh, Chris baited me into doing this podcast thing. And then the, the book, how it came to be was really, um, it, it was a, a fewfold. I think Chris and I, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's sitting behind his house in the hot tub, you know, we love the deep question and it's the enter the danger. It's the scary and our own person is sometimes the, uh, the scariest place to go when you have to go inside. And the subtitle for the book is the answers that no one else can give you. Right. right. So we, we tend to be scrolling our Instagram feed. We tend to be looking around, you know, watching the news we're, we're we are hunters and gatherers in an information age. So we are constantly addicted to hunting and gathering information. Uh, but, but we, need to stop and ask ourselves some hard questions. So I think that that along with watching uh, our senior leaders struggle with their this idea of taking a clarity break, like how do we stop working in the business to think about the business, to think about myself, to think about myself in the business and to ask all those, those questions that can actually create breakthrough just by asking the question. Right. Uh, we wanted to give them something very practical. So this is not a book that you read and then put on the shelf and never think about again. You're like, oh yeah, it was good. No, this is, this is like your field guide. You're taking it with you on your right. clarity break and it's going to help guide you through. You okay, know, so an, an, an interesting thing yeah. there, Ben, if I can, um, when, when, when Benj and I were formulating this idea, right? I, I don't know that we said it exactly at the same time, but we both said, you know, I probably got three empty journals right now in my office. I bought them because they look cool. It looked like right. something I could commit to, but I never did. We both had that experience. So 
we were like on the same page with what we didn't want this field guide to be. We didn't want it to end up like those that are on our right. desks. So, yep. uh, and I think that's, that's a, like a major difference with, with how we created this and how it's going to be um, something it's, there's not a big barrier to journaling. We've made it easy. Right? right. And it's just getting over that initial resistance of, of having to capture your thoughts and then write them out. And we all we've done is trick you. We just hit you with some questions. Right. And then boom, the minute you put your pen to paper, you're journaling. Well, let me, so, so I think one thing that you guys basically already implicitly hinted at is the fact that even people who are using EOS and certainly people out there can benefit from clarity breaks if they're not using EOS, but what, you know, and I can certainly relate, like what are clarity breaks? Like, you know, what are clarity breaks? Yeah. So, you know, Gino, Gino created clarity breaks as a, as a tool to help leaders and managers of business uh, protect their confidence, to, to, to spend time in, in quiet reflection, to think about what their accountability is in their business. So this could be an owner, this could be a leader, this could be a manager. And it's, it's the, the value is to sit in a, in a quiet space with your own thoughts, to think about maybe the past quarter right? You could think backwards, you could think present, you could think future. But the act of taking that thought down your arm, out your wrist into a writing utensil and on paper seems to make it real. It's kind of like when you're, you're in class in college, right? Statistics show that you have a higher rate of comprehension if you actually write out your notes, right? right? So the real benefit is just there's, there's t that time in, spent in quiet reflection to protect your own confidence and to just have free thinking about whatever it is that comes in and out. And, and, you know, at the, at the front of the book, we have a, this great quote from uh, James Mattis, a previous uh, secretary of defense, four-star general um, uh, Marine Corps. And uh, if, if you'll indulge me, I, I'd like to read this because this will help sure. kind of answer that for you. Right. So uh, general Mattis says, if I was to sum up the single biggest mistake of senior leadership in the information age, it's lack of reflection. Solitude allows you to reflect while others are reacting. We need solitude to refocus on prospective decision-making rather than just reacting to problems as they arise. When I read that, I, I it just, you know, solidified it for me. We are on the right path here. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, there are a lot of famous people that journal, you know, but, but if you go back 25,000 years, right, Marcus Aurelius, uh, you can go, he, his journal, his personal journal that was meant for him, it's called Meditations. So you can look back in history, you can look across sports, religion, business, a lot of high performers journal. And what, let me put it this way also, like, what, what happens to me when I don't? take clarity breaks like what, what's the difference so one of the where chris started was this idea of protecting your confidence and the story the illustration that i love is if your business is building a road through the jungle it's a grind it's hot sweaty you've got big machinery loud noises lots of people you're in the woods you can't see you know past 50 yards maybe even 50 feet so you're just plowing away. You're cutting down trees, making the land flat, 
foreign asphalt over and over and over. The idea of the clarity break is somebody's got to take a second and climb a tree and look out where we're going and see if we're even going the right direction. Is this, is, are we, you know, are we cutting a path in circles? We weaving and, and spending extra miles and extra money going through this jungle or are we doing the right thing? Is our hard work in the grind, in the business, what it needs to be? Or are we going the wrong direction? Or should we even be building this road? Is this the right road to be building? So those are some of the start the questions that you start to ask. And when you get the confidence that, okay, we're going the right way. We're on a good pace. This is what we should be doing. I can climb back down that tree, fully energized, fully confident to go lead my people to keep plowing that road. It reminds me of the, 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 the famous Yogi Berra quote. He said, uh, if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up someplace else. <laughs> I don't know if you guys use that one. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great right. one. But it's, uh, so that's a great question. So how do you, so mechanically now, how do you take a clarity break? Well, you know, it's really up to you. Uh, we, it, it could be one hour a month. Um, it could be daily. I, I, I happen to do it daily. It's part of my morning battle rhythm. Um, I think, you know, there's a little bit of a barrier, right, to getting started. And again, hopefully we've made it a little easier for people to start by asking them these questions. And I think as people get into it, um, they're going to enjoy it where they might do it a little more often than, than maybe they'd interact with another journal. Um, but it's really up to that person. But I, you know, for me, I do it daily. Some people do uh, carve out, you know, a half hour once a week. Uh, some people carve out, uh, I know I, ha I have a client that takes two hours a month. Um, he calls it, a, it's his, it's his visionary slash clarity break uh, time. Um, so it's really up to the individual person. Uh-huh. How do you use the, the, the field? Sorry, Bench, go ahead. I think you're going to ask exactly what I was going to, to, to weigh in. So that that's part, part of the answer to that is why we created the guide is because uh, tactically it's challenging. You know, we teach people pick a time, pick a rhythm, pick a place. Um, and it's important even that you we, commit to a certain rhythm as opposed to just randomly do it when you feel like it. So, yes, I think it absolutely is, but you've got to give yourself the grace to find your own rhythm. Yeah. So, um, and I just say like, look, if you're comfortable with a 10 minute clarity break, make it 20. If you're comfortable in a half an hour, make it 45 minutes. If you're comfortable in a half day, pick a full day. So I, I, like there's some encouragement to push it, right. um, but you've got to find your own rhythm. And then the other thing is when we do find that um, historically, we've been stuck staring at a blank piece of paper. Uh, so the premise of the book is that there's questions that we can guide you on to help you, but not all questions are appropriate for every season. So what we've illustrated is what we've found in nature and the idea of a creator's cycle. And we're all, we're all creators as leaders. And so we go through this cycle uh, just with our, with our being, with our emotions, our energy, we go through these cycles. And the cycle is, is like, spring it's like planning tons and tons of ideas um you know we're we've got really strategic thinking we're probably in jeopardy of over committing like just endless boundless energy in this planning session uh and then we go into executing the summer this is when we're going to get stuff done get stuff done hyper focus on what we're working on 
Um, the interesting thing that happens between the summer and the fall, the executing and what we call the doldrums is whether you're successful or whether you're an absolute failure in the summer when it comes to that harvest, we all end up in the doldrums. Even the, the success didn't give us what we thought we wanted or the, the failures just beat us, wore us down. And we end up in the doldrums. And the doldrums is the fall. You know, you want your fireplace and cozy blanket and, and your, you know, latte, pumpkin spice latte, you know, all those, those comforts. We want to go internal. Um, we, we start asking deep questions. It's not necessarily the right time to ask to answer some of those deep questions. It's sometimes it feels like depression or just a super lack of energy. But then we start to move out of that. We start to move into the winter. And in the winter, the cocooning season is when we start to transition. That's a, a great time of personal growth, of almost a Sabbath. You're building that inner peace, your solitude, your confidence back up to go right back in. You know, you wake up one day and you're full on brains rocking, whiteboards getting filled up. You're back in that planning energy mode. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we do is, is help people understand these seasons and then we have a quick little one-page assessment. So every time you end up sitting down for your clarity break with this book, you can take this one little assessment. Just uh, if you're not conscious of what season you're in, figure out what season you're in. And okay. then ask the questions that are appropriate to that season. It's like if somebody's throwing a punch at you, you know, you want to use that, the energy of their punch against them not try and fight against that energy. So we wanna do the same things with these seasons. We wanna work with that flow and that energy, not against it or else mm -hmm. you know, we're just creating a losing battle. Right, so people can go to the website, the clarity, uh, clarityfieldguide.com or use the book, get, you know, figure, help figure out if they're not clear, like which season That's they're it. in and then kind of tailor the questions that they use as their starter questions for, for journaling during these clarity breaks uh, to, uh, you know, to, to get their juices flowing and thinking in the right thinking in, uh, yeah, exactly. in a more focused way. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ben, you, you, when you were asking about sort of the cadence in that, you made me think of something, uh, Ben and I both are huge fans of, uh, an author named Stephen Pressfield. And, um, he wrote a book called turning pro and, it's a great book. I, I highly recommend it. He's got several of them, but but in this specific book, Ben's really Benj and I really like. He talks about the difference between like an amateur and a pro. Mm -hmm. And when and when you asked me about the cadence, I thought of that because an amateur is going to journal when they feel like it, right? Whereas a pro, regardless of how they feel they journal, like they keep their cadence. They don't skip it, right. whatever that is, daily, weekly, monthly Some discipline, but that you've got to, you got to build that muscle. Right. So, so, you know, just start with one and, and keep going, but, but have the mindset that you want to be a pro and, and, and there's plenty of case studies out there that, that show the benefit of journaling, right? So I'm not gonna go into that, people can research it, but I challenge people, it's like, hey, challenge yourself to, to, to leave the amateur status and turn pro. Right. And, and regardless of how you feel about it, put it on your calendar, whatever cadence it is, and don't miss it, go do it. Regardless right. of how you feel, go do it. Create that muscle memory. Well, and it's just it not, it's not turning pro about being a, a journalist or a journaler it's right. 
we believe this is essential to being, to bringing all of yourself into the business and to being the leader that you're called to be and to be able to lead the vision of the organization. You've got to take these times out. Mm-hmm. Right. That it, it actually, it, what, what you're saying now also, Chris, about that kind of discipline so that your insights know where to find you because you're there at the same time every day or week mm. or month or whatever. It reminds me of something Stephen King says in his book on writing about being a writer. And he, he compares his muse, like his inspiration in writing to just like this guy with a smokes a cigar and, you know, just kind of like puts his feet up and gives him good ideas sometimes. And he just says that the way the, you know, that he doesn't show up right away, but if he writes his minimum 2000 words a day, that's his particular discipline. He writes that every day then, you know, and if he just keeps that up long enough, eventually, you know, then his muse, you know, the hairy guy with the cigar knows where to find him when, when he's ready to give ideas. But if he's not there on a regular basis, or if he's not following the discipline then the muse doesn't know where to find him. I just I remind that. what you're saying reminded me of uh, reminded me of that story or that thought of his. Um, what about you guys? Can you t- share something personal? Either one of you, you know, I don't know who to direct it to, but either one of you guys share something personal on Clarity Breaks. How has it made a concrete impact on you? Mm. Well, story, one example. I'll start with I'll start with the consciousness around this the stage of the cycle. Um, our last level ten meeting. Um, that I had in one of my teams. That's a weekly leadership team meeting for those uh, not yes. already familiar with the Thank US. you. Thank you. Um, you know, we had some big strategic issues on the, on the list that were probably top of the list. We probably should have been working on those. And I just said, hey guys, I've got a confession. Um, I'm in the doldrums and it hit me pretty hard yesterday, midday. And so I really don't think we should be trying to answer some of these questions, Mm -hmm. but because we had this common language around what that looks like. And, you know, there's so much, um, we are not a gracious society and we are especially ungracious with ourselves. So to to have the ability to, to give yourself the grace, to understand that you're in this, this season, there's nothing wrong with fall. Like nature created fall. We have to go through fall. You can't rush out of fall, right? But I'm in Mm -hmm. fall. So let's be in fall because we can't be in spring. We're not, you know, we're, it's just not the time. And so to have that consciousness and the grace for me to be able to admit it and the language for my team to be able to hear it and understand it, it was like, oh yeah, cool. Let's move on. Let's get some of the, you know, let's go to these tactical type issues and, and knock those out. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. You know, for me, um, <laughs> uh, open and honest, I, I wasn't doing clarity breaks. You know, I just couldn't get... Stephen Pressfield talks about resistance with a capital R. And, and it's interesting because you quoted Stephen King and, and Stephen Pressfield talks about the muse too. And... And, and he, I, was, I was explaining to him some of my difficulties or struggles with that. And he said, Chris, he said, yes, I'm a novelist. I'm an author. I'm a screenwriter. And, you know, uh, however old he is in the 60s or whatever. But he said, I wake up every morning and I go through my daily battle rhythm. And at about 10 a.m., I sit down in front of my typewriter 
and I roll up a blank piece of paper. And that blank piece of paper staring back at me and it's messing with me. Like self-doubt starts to creep in. Oh, who are you to think you can fill this page with something someone would find interesting or, or, Hey, why don't you just go walk the dog right now? Or you need to go <laughs> grocery shopping, anything, but right. He calls that resistance with a capital R. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, Chris, you know, yes, I've, I've, I've reached, you know, some level of stature as an, as an author and all that, but every day, I, I'm st- resistance is staring back at me. And, and so he helped me understand what I was dealing with. I was dealing with the resistance. Right. And so he kind of set that framework for me. Once I got that, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I, I, I'm going to process those feelings, but I'm not going to let the, that inner dialogue of self-doubt take over. I need to stop being an amateur. I got to turn pro regardless of how I'm feeling. And I got to get in there and kind of like uh, your, your, thing about uh, King doing 2,000 words a day. He just said, just start writing, Chris. The act of writing, just start writing and you're beating resistance. But you got to build that muscle and you got to do it in a, in a rhythm, right? So that it becomes just part of who you are. And you'll be, but the, the, the battle with resistance doesn't go away. Right. No, I appreciate it. I mean, would you guys, is there anything else that comes to mind that you guys think we should as, as, as they always talk about backfill uh anything on this topic uh that that i missed or i didn't ask about this top of mind with with clarity breaks or or how to use the field guide well you know one of our one of our healthy rules in eos is is what, what we teach our clients right is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable right and, and for me, you know, the, the whole journaling thing made me a little uncomfortable. I wasn't sure what to write or how to write or even good enough to write. And I think what we've created is going to lower that barrier. And, and all I would say is, you know, try it one time and see how it goes. It just starts with that one step. And hopefully we've created um, a tool that, allows them to come back multiple times and and fight that resistance that's awesome looks i really appreciate you guys coming on people can check out the clarity uh, i'm sorry, not the clarity clarityfieldguide.com uh to get information on the clarity field guide and uh you know find the book find out information talk to uh chris or benj obviously they can help you with eos implementation too check out their podcast tractionville.com uh, which focuses on, uh, you know, EOS thought leaders and EOS companies on how they could more effectively uh, use or how they are using the EOS tools to get more of what they want from their businesses. And uh, I really appreciate you guys coming on. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for having Our us. pleasure. All right, awesome. And uh, we'll see everybody else on the other side. Thank you. All the best. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.